0: In sports, if you want to be the best, there are no off days.
1: It is a big week in the sports world. Some may actually call it the Super Bowl of sports. It's the Super Bowl. That's right. Chris Cato and Scott Smith here on the No Off Days podcast. Wearing your color. I mean, just coming right out of the gates. You are, you are bold. You are proclaiming a Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl victory in 57. Is
2: that correct? Eagles bringing it home, yeah. I'm okay. sorry, sorry, Chiefs Or was Nation. that
1: just the only clean T-shirt you had, and it just happened to work out that
2: well, way? Let me tell you about this T-shirt, Scott. The last time I wore it was five years ago, 2018, yeah. when the Eagles beat the Patriots. So ah. it's, it's, it's one I bust out when I've got a good feeling. I've got a good feeling about this one. Once the,
1: every five years, yeah. Chris feels good.
2: Still fits, by the way. The Pilates really yeah, pay it off. look at that. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So are we excited about the Super Bowl? Do, you, I, do your is,
2: levels go up a little bit? You, uh, you know me. It doesn't take me much to get excited about yeah. about anything. But I always love the Super Bowl. I think it should be a national holiday. I, I would love to, you know, the state like of- Like
1: the Monday following. Absolutely.
2: No We've tried this before, but the, I think the state of Tennessee is going to do it now. Have you heard about this? They have no. pr- proposed legislation in the state of Tennessee to uh, get rid of Columbus Day because there's controversy around that one anyway. And, Over
1: Christopher Columbus. How, the guy that discovered uh, America.
2: Yeah, well, we don't want to get into his legacy right now. but Really? But what's more America than the Super Bowl, if you want to talk about him? Christopher it? I mean, Columbus. Columbus would support— well, I mean, He might have been—was he Italian? He was. Okay, he's yeah. probably a soccer fan. But he would support getting rid of his holiday to make the Super Bowl, the, okay. day, the Monday after the Super Bowl, uh, a state or a federal holiday— I, I would go one further. I would say, you know, if you don't want to touch that one, President's Day. President's Day is already in February. We don't really know why we, you know, we don't do anything on President's Day. Yeah. And I think the presidents would, if I were running for president, I think I that could win. That would be, and I would win because I, I would so. make the Monday yeah. after Super Bowl you do that. a national holiday.
1: Well, I think it should be that actual Sunday when sports uh, people have to actually work on that day. Yeah. Like yours truly. Oh, you know what? Give me double pay. If I'm working Super Bowl Sunday, man, come on.
2: So this is – if you were a neurosurgeon, you would want – to have the day off of your biggest brain surgery of the year, you would say, "I do not want to well, work today." Yeah,
1: if the Bucks were playing, I, I get it. But uh, we got Chiefs, Eagles, and we we're excited uh, right here on Fox Super Bowl Fifty Seven. way. let's bring in Brian King. BK, are you as uh, are you as bullish on the Philadelphia Eagles as our man Chris Cato? Uh,
0: I am actually. Yes. Okay. uh Oh, I, I feel got, bad you about. You can't this really now. tell, but this is Hunter Green. Yeah, I like yeah, it. I, I see it. Yeah. I mean, the
1: lighting—the lighting in the control room is not great, but that, yeah. No.
0: <laughs> it brings <laughs> out his eyes, though.
2: Look at his sparkly, oh. are, are those green, those <laughs> emerald eyes. I mean, are we
1: going to do Super Bowl picks now? Should we just jump into it? I think I've already I mean, it done. It sounds like kinda, BK's yeah, going I've Eagles. I've kind of done mine. Yeah, your Eagles. Yeah. I'm going Chiefs. I mean, I do. I feel like it, like the Eagles might win, but I, I I feel like the Chiefs are the better team, the better quarterback. They have been there. They have the experience. Wait, why are they the better
2: team? Why do you think that? Because their defense is not as good as Philadelphia's defense.
1: No, their defense isn't, but their offense is better, uh, and I think they're way more explosive. I Mm -hmm. like head coach Andy Reid. I love the the. I mean, this is what their third Super Bowl appearance in the last four years. Last one did not fare well, and I just think you know. Patrick Mahomes is a future Hall of Famer. I, I'm going to go there. That's uh, There's more eggs in that basket. I'm going I'm to lean Chiefs.
2: Well, I will say the last time I bet against Mahomes, it didn't turn out well for me, which was the NFC or the AFC championship game. So, yeah. But, you know, I feel pretty good about the Eagles being it. I think the defense is going two weeks rest for this Eagles defense. They have the number one pass defense in the, in the NFL. And their front seven uh, causes more havoc. I think they're going to to have Mahomes on the run on that gimpy ankle. So I'm leaning on defense with this one. Low scoring one, Scott.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. There you've heard it here first. But on Sunday nights when the show airs, the, the game will have already been over. But I will point. look like an idiot. And it look like, <laughs> hey, why is he predicting the Chiefs already won? Uh, but I have a feeling that we're going to be talking a little Super Bowl on today's show. What do
0: we, what do we have in the Yes, we are. First we got uh, Former Hall of Fame, well, former Buccaneer and current NFL Hall of Famer, Tim Brown. Yes. Will be joining us. Wow. You can Legendary. Add, you can add producer to his uh, list. Oh, he's I'll not figure. taking your job, is he? No, no he may. <laughs>
1: of
2: the nut <nod> pod. <laughs> Quite the fall for what
0: Mr. A, Brown. What a step down. He, he's the producer of a, of a documentary that's going to air on Saturday on Fox. Uh, it's called The Perfect Ten, where he sits down with the ten players who have won a Heisman and are in the NFL Hall of Fame. Okay. You would pretty think, interesting. You would think that that group would be a lot larger. I know, right?
1: It's only ten. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty wild.
0: And also, we'll have uh, Lisa Kearney. She's with FanDuel's More Ways to to Win. Oh yep. yes, and uh, she'll give us some uh, inside tips. Hopefully for what the betting lines will yeah. be for this game. Former ESPN Sunday.
1: Sports Center anchor, Lisa yeah. Kearney, now, now in her new gig with uh, FanDuel. I don't know how new it is. She's actually been there, I think, a couple years. But, yeah, looking growing. forward to that. I yeah. mean, obviously, there's a lot of action on, on Super Bowl Sunday and leading up, too. So, plenty to talk about. Very good. All right, we'll catch up with you. No, no,
0: no, wait. At the end of the show. At the end of the show. What do you have for us? Uh, bet one of the better things about the Super Bowl are these prop bets. Yes. So, hmm. I grabbed a handful of them. I'm going to throw them out there for you and Cato. To see well, what you can do, how you feel like these will go. Some of these prop bets.
2: What is prop
0: uh, short for? Proposition. Okay. Uh,
2: I'm glad you knew that. I didn't know the answer to that. Or uh, propeller. Pro- I thought it was propeller. Yeah, no, pr- was, propelling yeah. my money into a, a wastebasket <laughs> is <laughs> to, what it is. As
0: quick as possible. <laughs> to a shredder short. <laughs>
2: That's what we're going to do. All, All right. right. Fun. All right. If you are listening and you want to watch, go to
1: fox13news.com slash nodpod. If you're watching and you want to listen or subscribe, uh, take out your phone. Turn on the little camera feature, zap the QR code on the screen right there in the bottom right-hand corner, and it will take you to all of our shows. And it, it's kind of like Media Row on Super Bowl week. A lot of familiar faces, and they're all pushing products. Uh, <laughs> like and subscribe on the audio podcast. That's, that's not always true. No, we, we Sometimes we get folks in here that have uh, something they want to tell us about. But a lot of times they just want to hang out and stare into your pearly blue eyes. And
2: that's fine with with, that's fine with us. If they want to any guest or welcome on the nod pod, we'll help you promote your product.
1: So the hype machine has uh, is well underway. It's Super Bowl week and a lot of build up to the game itself. Of course, you got the two week layoff, which I'd like to see removed, because at this point, we've seen now the new and improved uh, Pro Bowl. Let's just be done with it. Let's just get to it already. I agree. Come out of the AFC, NFC Championship games, and let's get right into the Super Bowl. Uh, but sometimes it doesn't. The game doesn't deliver. You know that. that last year was a good one. I mean, the yeah. Rams edging the Bengals in that one. It got a little tight down the stretch. But I, I, I believe like the last three years prior to that, and that would include Bucks, the Bucks, blowout
2: Rams yeah. to Patriots was a S- super boring, yeah. low scoring game. And then what was it? The Eagles before that? Be- no.
1: No, that was a good ending. That was
2: Patriots. Okay, you're gonna
1: now. I got to pull up research here, uh, live research. Uh, so that would have been, um, yeah, no, that, that was, was that yeah, was that, Eagles that, that over was, over Patriots, and then the one before that was the Tom Brady comeback against the so Falcons. We had a couple, of, so those were good. Yeah. And then you had you know Broncos before that, and you know uh, the Seattle. Remember your, the point Seattle being, your point being, your point being, it's a mixed bag. Game. Okay, so sometimes the hype doesn't live up, and yeah. sometimes, uh, sometimes it's a great game, but I think that's part of it. I do have some Super Bowl pet peeves, though. Uh, there, there are a few things that kind of um, bring up my ire a little bit around the Super Bowl. Like Grieving, for, for grie- one
2: grievances, yeah, Super yeah. Bowl grievances.
1: Can we just get rid of the Roman numerals?
2: Can we be done oh, with the Roman numerals? I know. You know who we have to blame for this? Who, who's you know? I, I because I was going down the same road. You, I, I, I get tired of trying to do the translation, right? So Correct. we get into these. So Lamar Hunt, the the Chiefs founder of the AFL and the Kansas City Chiefs. He comes along and says, hey, I think this will be a great idea. It'll give the the game more gravitas. And he'd use that, you know, the V in gravitas that stands for five. That's when they first started using the Roman numerals. So, yeah. so the first four didn't have that silly.
1: Well, thing. Super Bowl one probably did because the one looks like an eye.
2: Yeah. So right.
1: after that. Uh, yeah, I just think it, it's Uh, To me, it's a little bit of uh, like the decoder ring. I have to figure out, okay, an L is a 5, and then you get the X that goes before it, and so that subtracts, and then, you know.
2: Do you remember what they did, actually, for Super Bowl 50, which was L? They said, this is going to look dumb if we just put up Super Bowl L. So they actually just called it Super Bowl 50. So Super Bowl 100 is going to be... A C? Super Bowl C? C, Yeah. So it'll be, you know, it's a C-list Super Bowl. I'll be dead and gone by that time. <laughs> Let's
1: hope not. <laughs> that rolls around. Um, but uh, I will say that the um, the Super Bowl media day, this is something that I always kind of look forward to. Yeah. And I feel like ever, ever since they switched it over to, now they call it opening night, I believe... BK checked me on that. I think it's called Opening Night. It's just gotten lame. It's not as funny anymore. Like, the, the engagement is not quite as 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 up to snuff. Um, you have the commercials now. They come out, like, a week early. Yes. So, everybody is there's – there's no reveal. Everybody's right. seen them all. Then we all feel like we, we have to be forced to talk about it on Monday, even though I watched it a week ago. Yeah. Um, so, there's that. Uh, the halftime shows are – I See, that's kind of like the outcome of the game itself. It's it's a mixed bag. You know, you have, I think, a few years ago, Maroon 5 had a Ooh, performance. It was pretty bad. That was a stinker. Uh, the Who, that was, I mean, that was probably more than a decade ago. And yeah. They sounded awful. Uh, even, <laughs> even, the we, even the weekend uh, when he was at, here in at Tampa. At Raymond James Stadium, yeah. Yeah, it's just weird. And yeah. so that's, a lot of it is just like, you know, we want to provide shock value, whatever. Yeah, I thought, I I thought a really last year's was
2: pretty good with the, with the whole, you know, um, southern california yes. hip-hop scene no that, like that was that was, very was good, good. That know, was very dr dre and snoop i uh,
1: thought tupac was going to come back he, i thought that's if there was if ever there was a time, time that was it yeah, yeah, yeah nah, getting biggie
2: back he missed, he missed the opportunity uh, so okay so since you are you know um critical of these things you, you're producing <laughs> you're the super bowl producer you have a time machine you can even go back and get a dead artist and uh, so give me your ideal super bowl halftime show
1: Super Bowl halftime performances. I mean, it's hard for me to not just be kind of like nostalgic of the people that I like. Whether whether or not they're like
2: really good live and be nostalgic. That's what "nod" is short for nostalgia on display. Yes. Thank you for saving me because I didn't know what came (laughs) after nostalgia. Uh,
1: Dork was going to be the last (laughs) word, I think.
2: Um, So I
1: think it's you probably start it. I'm going to say like give me like dark stadium and like a backlit Johnny Cash opens Ooh, it up. I like All this. All right, so Johnny opens it up. You know me, and and I know yeah. you. We're both big Pearl Jam mm-hmm. fans, so I gotta have some Pearl Jam. Yeah. And I want it like Eddie, like in the in the early nineties. In the heyday. Like, I yeah. want him leaping into the crowd, crowd he surfing.
2: Yeah. Oh, so, I like that. So your mashup of Johnny Cash and Pearl yeah, Jam. Yeah, I think
1: Alive would probably be the best riff, like live oh. for a Super Bowl. I think that probably be the best one. Yeah.
2: Um, and then uh,
1: probably Garth Brooks. Like, okay. like doing his high wire act, like flying. Now is he? Is it
2: just the... he's solo, or is he included with Johnny Cash and Pearl Jam? Or
1: is <laughs> it's just like, yeah, none of these actually flow together. Uh, well, maybe Johnny and, and Garth, Johnny but like Garth, good. I, Garth is a great performer, right? Yeah. I've seen him live a couple of times, uh, and he's very good. But you know, I want like vintage Garth too. I want him like hooked up with the flying contraption
2: and the guitar. Yes. Flying. Ring of like, fire, yeah.
1: Just take the camera,
2: the the eye in the Wait, sky. I just a, a just, mental thing just happened. <laughs> Ring of fire is Johnny Cash and then Garth did what was the the, the flaming song where the flames come up.
1: Yeah. Help uh, me out was, here. That was
2: uh, standing uh, standing and, outside and the, the fire. Uh, so that's the mashup. Outside. Johnny starts playing I feel into a burning rain and then, and then Garth comes in with. You stand. call them fools. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. See, this we've is already, coming together. Please, NFL, let us do this next year.
1: The closing act probably has to be I mean, Elvis Presley? Yes. I mean, that would be kind of cool to see him. We've come a long way since, like, the Grambling Marching Band. I think they were, like, the first couple of (laughs) Super Bowls. uh, um, Not to take anything away. They're fantastic. But
2: I think that even a high school band performed – in that first Super Bowl. And fell in the middle of the the Superdome. Yeah, just (laughs) fell all over themselves. I think we had the village people one year. Okay, what do you have? Yeah, well. Because
1: you uh, wouldn't have come up with, you would not have posed uh, this question had you not put long hours (laughs)
2: into coming up. you you took part of mine, which Uh, is nostalgia, which I was going to do. I got to have Nirvana, so I'm going back to get Kurt. I'm getting Kurt Cobain back. And this this Super Bowl is played in Seattle. So I've got Nirvana. So this
1: is gonna like grunge.
2: Yeah, this is like what
1: they did last year in LA. This is like grunge. This is Chris's
2: uh, high school dream come true. So or college. I don't want to make myself sound that old. Chris's college dream come true. So we got Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and Soundgarden. You know, we got Chris Cornell back too. But I think I I think I have to produce a modern show just based on what we saw on the Grammys the other night. I know everyone watched the Grammys. Uh, I, I want Beyonce because, first of all, Beyonce's uh, Super Bowl show in 2013 was awesome. I thought that was one of the best ones in Houston, her hometown. That was awesome. But so I, you
1: want, like, you said mashup. So it was like Kurt Cobain singing No, no, no. Ladies? This is
2: a different show. We've done the grunge show. Oh, okay, this is gotcha. me producing a, a show that more people, people that aren't you know, my age and your age would like. Okay. So this is Beyonce. I don't care about them. Okay. Well, well, I'm trying to get ratings here. So I've got Beyonce in a mashup with her and Harry Styles, because I don't know if you saw the Grammys controversy, but Harry Styles won Best Album of the Year, and the The Beehive. The Beehive—is that what they call? it? Yeah, Beehive. They were all mad. The Beyonce fans. You're so saying I, words I don't understand. I think right you. Now. I think you put. But think about that. You put those two together on stage. I don't even know who Harry Styles is. Oh, oh well, we will educate you. Oh good, uh, it, good. He, he wear. He's he's very talented. He, do, <laughs> he, he He needs to be on a Super Bowl halftime
1: show. Okay, is
2: that it? Yeah. Well, I think Taylor Swift needs to do a show. She turned down this year. Uh, this year's show. She was the first choice. Boy, I
1: think I think my Super Bowl halftime show like kills yours. Well, I I,
2: I agree that Johnny Cash and Garth Brooks. You but started out strong. I lo- I love. Well, you have to realize what I'm doing here. I'm trying to appeal trying to, the, to a yeah. wider audience, yeah. and you're trying so, to appeal to me and you in our well, flannel, in our boots, and you college. know.
1: Here's the thing. You try to go. You try to cast a wide net. You miss a bunch, you know. But if you go for a precision target, I think yeah. you're gonna you're gonna. Make it memorable for a lot more people Like Taylor Swift So when you get that opportunity uh, One day To uh, get in the time machine Oh Okay Very good I like that That's that's a fun little exercise um, One thing that I don't think people are, are taking into consideration With this Super Bowl Is that it's in Glendale And if you Have you looked at like the last few That have been out there in the desert No, uh, no. So um, 2015 Super Bowl 49 Patriots Okay. Malcolm Butler interception. All right. To okay. seal it against seal Seattle. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that ending was like the craziest. Right. right? And then uh, in 2008, it was 42. That was the David Tyree catch. Giants over oh, Patriots.
2: So you're thinking drama. Drama well, is I afoot. Mean,
1: you got you got a good track record there. So yeah. maybe some, some magic. And this is the, the matchup,
2: as I'm sure we'll cover later, this really all... <laughs> the eagles and the chiefs couldn't uh, from a statistical standpoint couldn't be any more closely matched so could be you know one and a half point spread we will see it'd be nice right it'd yeah. be nice to have some big moment at the end where jalen hurt scores the winning touchdown and brian and i are proven right and the eagles win
1: yeah well if we do we'll edit it all out know <laughs> none the wiser it never happened so the only other real big uh you know nugget that happened this last week was the the news of tom brady i mean from a seismic shift uh as he looks to the future and what's next the everybody thought hey is he going to make an appearance at the super bowl he may not make an appearance on fox as part of the broadcast until 2024. so he's saying that the he's not return he's not going to start this gig that's mm-hmm. going to pay him 375 million dollars for 10 years until the fall of 2024. i don't know that we can wait that long you got to strike where the iron's hot it does it kind of you know it makes you wonder that's a lot of time to think that's a lot of time to consider what you're going to do and right? to sit
2: around and in your underwear and take selfies <laughs>
1: Well, there's plenty of time for that apparently. always a good time to self-promote uh the brady brand yeah the, the underwear shots probably you know i know the female audience probably has a different take but i'm good just yeah i mean i'm, I'm sure that it's comfortable i'm sure it's great
2: making all the other retirees feel bad though like think about you know the other guys that worked until 65 maybe their body's not in peak shape anymore are, are we all supposed to no. take an underwear selfie like That's, three days say, after
1: retirement here's the thing right you're hitting on it if if you really want to appeal you know and tom he doesn't need my marketing advice but put guys that look normal like yeah. in underwear yeah you know what i mean like let us all get a chuckle about it and then we'll think hey i like the fact that this is down-to-earth underwear that's, That's what, what I you want. call it.
2: Down to <laughs> DTE. DTEs. I got my DTEs <laughs> I got in. I got you my know? DTEs. Just normal normal dudes just wearing doing normal things. Normal dudes underwear. Yeah. You are a marketing genius.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think more chuckles, you know. Not as many shares on social Down media. Down to I earth think. underwear. I it may that.
2: actually look like you've sat on the earth. <laughs> if not washed <laughs> appropriately. Well,
1: speaking of like post NFL careers, I don't know if you saw this Jared Allen. So like this guy you know perennial pro bowler right uh he is he's doing curling like olympic style curling and he actually he was part of a team that beat the 2018 gold medalists the u.s gold medal yes he beat them his team beat okay. them how great is that and what Whoa. a weird thing to do after your playing career
2: <laughs> well, it's better get than really taking good. underwear selfies, but yeah,
1: get really good at curling. He's kind of a he's kind of a bit of a quirky guy. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it shouldn't be too surprising, but um, yeah, curling of all the things you're going to do. Well,
2: what uh, does that say though about? Um, and don't don't at me curler professional curlers out there listening to that. But does that what does that say about curling that that Jared Allen can just pick it up and now maybe well, he's been doing you, it for you, years. Now,
1: well, if you watch the sport, I think everybody thinks the same thing. It's like.
2: I could probably do that. I could be the sweeper, right? I mean,
1: yeah. I, I've, I, I'm pretty good at sweeping. I yeah. mean, I'll have to work on my, like, sweeps per minute, you know, yeah. like how quick I'm, I am with that. But uh, I have actually – I've tinkered with curling. Have you curled? Yeah, I've done it. And uh, Was it was I, it easy? I feel like Difficult? it was maybe a natural thing. Maybe, like, post-TV, I it, can join Jared's team.
2: That is one Olympic sport that you could possibly compete in if you had to, to make the team. There's multiple. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah, give me no, another I one.
1: Think, uh, team handball? Have you ever watched this? That's an Olympic it's just, sport. <laughs> it's just dudes running around trying to throw a ball. <laughs> it's like lacrosse without all the things that make lacrosse difficult.
2: I okay, I you, I didn't even know that was a sport. All oh. right. I'll support you uh, in your retirement. Y- you know one weird thing that um I think speaking of
1: post-playing career careers. So one year I was covering it was I was working out in Arizona. And I was covering the, uh, the, the NASCAR race out there, and we're, we're in victory lane afterward, and they have these risers up, and okay. it's got all the, the pho- photogs, the photographers, like still photographers. They got their big, giant lenses, and everybody's oh, yeah. snapping photos. They're packed in there. And in the top row, towering at least a foot and a half above the next guy, I mean, just standing out like a sore thumb, it's Randy Johnson. What,
2: the Randy Major Johnson, he was pitcher.
1: a credentialed member of the media. Oh, shooting. He's a photographer. I don't know if he still does it. It was the weirdest thing. I'm like, there's not many people on this planet that you're going to say, hey, that guy looks like Randy Johnson. He's, no, he's it's got to be.
2: It's got to be Randy Johnson. Yeah, he that. So, so he's wild. so he's just decided to go. He wanted. He's been in front of the camera all these years. He wants to see what it's like to be behind the camera.
1: And I think he was a little surly with media times, but I mean, I think he just loved. He had a passion for capturing still. Yeah, um, I think it was uh, was it Tony Marinovich, Mandrich? Yeah, yeah. He he did the same thing. He had like a post career of in in the NFL of. Becoming a photographer so I just think it's weird like certain when you don't when money is not on the table you don't have to worry about you know my family's taken care of we're good right I just want to do something for me I just want to have fun this is a passion of mine like I don't know
2: yeah so what would you do
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, curling I think I yes <laughs> Um, this conversation has rekindled my love underwear model down to down
2: to earth underwear model i like i would probably take the ricky williams route and just go to australia and you know promote things that i feel like i need to (laughs) did you see that did you see he changed his name to his wife's name um back in the fall ricky williams did her first name too no no you know he's now ricky (laughs) uh whatever he took on her name is his okay yeah so you know just ricky being ricky yeah
1: ricky does ricky things i suppose a couple years ago joe holly played center for the bucks Mm -hmm. he when he was done made his money he got out he he sold everything he had and then he went and lived in a van like he wanted to see the world Uh, uh, not a van.
2: so he's traveling
1: He's oh, traveling, but okay. he was living in his van. Like, it had a oh. kitchen in it, had a bathroom. Hmm. Like, this is what he wanted to do. Anyway, I just think it's interesting. Like, once you've done what you want to do and it's just you time, you can go, you know, have fun. You know, I'm going to see where he is now. Is
2: he still in this van? Joe Holly the, the van. Man van dog blog was his, uh, his big thing. That was it. He had his dog with him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, Joe Holly trades football life for life on the open road. So Uh underwear
1: model for you, curling for me. I'm going to be a part of Jared Allen's team. It sounds like like a good time. You know, a a gentleman that has also transitioned into a different phase, a new career. How about producer Mm. is the latest uh, list on the byline of Tim Brown, Hall of Famer, who happens to be our guest. Well, it is my privilege to welcome our guest to the show, 17 seasons in the NFL, 16 with the Raiders and one with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We welcome Hall of Famer Tim Brown to the Nod Pod. All right, Tim, take us back to 2004. You spent all your years out West. What was it like coming out to Tampa, your impressions of of the organization when you got here? What was that like?
3: Well, you know, for me, it was a saving grace, man, because... um, you know, I didn't expect things to go the way they had gone in Oakland. And it happened so quickly out there that if I had to go home at that particular time, it would have been very, very tough for me mentally uh, to be right, I think, going forward. So, thankfully, I had a soft place to land with Gruden and Bruce Allen, teammates, Charlie Garner, Ricky Dudley, you know, all these guys were still there. So, it just made it a, a great place for me. Now, you know, we were still in that uh, – that mobile home or whatever they call it at the time, you know, <laughs> so the facility, you know, we weren't in this lush thing that they've been yeah. in for the last, you know, few years, but, uh, but still, it was a great place for me to be able to land. No doubt about
1: it. Yeah. The humidity smacks people in the face out here as well. So I got to talk to you about this project that you're a part of. You're the producer on a new 90 minute film on Fox sports called the perfect 10. And and just a quick summary, it's it's the ten you're, you're talking about the the ten Hall of Famers that also won Heisman trophies. So a very small group and select group of people. How did this come about? What was that process like?
3: Yeah, you know, for uh, it, it all happened, man. I was on my way to give my speech, and a buddy who had came up from Dallas pulled me over before I was getting on the bus, and said, "Hey, man, do you realize that you're only the ninth guy?" To win the heisman and be in the hall of fame and i shoot them off man man it's 30 (laughs) 40 guys have done that you know what i mean it's what i thought i googled it on the ride over to to the enshrinement and found out you know they only had eight because they had added me and i was a little blown away by that and the first thing i thought was man if we can leave such an incredible legacy on the field let's see if we can get together and do something off the field so and that's what we've been trying to do man we partner Prudential is uh, is our presenting sponsor for the uh, for the documentary coming up so you know we want to partner with, with great companies and be able to um you know get back in the community man and leave an incredible legacy uh, uh off the field also
1: among those 10 I'm not sure that anybody had the title of producer uh how did you how did you like doing that how did you like stepping on that side of things
3: Well, look, I mean, for me, I I think it's more of an executive producer than producer, you know, but, uh, you know, they did have me in in the documentary, you know, doing a lot of the lead questions and things of that nature, but, uh, you know, it was fun, man, you know, just getting the guys on the same page was a thing that was, uh, was very interesting to me, you know, we never never, we've never been in a a room together before, Uh, you know, so just getting everybody in the same place. Getting everybody on the same page, you know. I mean, that could be very different. You're talking from guys like um, uh, Roger Staubach to Charles Woodson, right? Yeah. That's a that's quite the span.
1: Yeah, Marcus Allen, Earl Campbell, Tony Dorsett, Barry Sanders, as you mentioned, uh, Staubach, and then uh, Charles Woodson. Had you guys had you had relationships with all these guys before in in one-on-one capacities?
3: Personally, I do. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I played with Marcus and uh, and, and Charles. I grew up a huge cowboy fan here in Dallas, so Tony and uh, and Roger have been my guys forever. Who doesn't love uh, Earl Campbell? I mean, right. you know, you got you know you got to love the Tyler Rose himself, and of course Barry and I, you know, were fighting a you know whole bunch of times who was going to be the best all-purpose guy in college. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we've been going back and forth for years.
1: So what did you notice? Was there a certain Commonality. I mean, other than the accomplishments themselves, was there something that you noticed about all the guys as you sat around and talked to each other and got to know each other's story a little bit more that that you that you all share?
3: Well, you know, I, I think the one thing that was pretty evident was that uh, all these guys sacrificed a whole lot to to get to get to where they were. You know, um, you know, yeah. I mean, we may have had fun off the field, but. When it came down to doing what you were supposed to do on the football field, there was no not one of those guys ever cut corners. And I think from that standpoint, you know, that was a lesson that we brought out, you know. Now, Marcus Allen, I'll tell you, at 11 years old, he knew that he was going to win the Heisman Trophy. You know what I mean? I can not even spell Heisman when I was (laughs) 20 years old because I knew nothing about it, you know, and I'm I'm about to be a junior in college, you know. But, uh, uh, you know, so those stories were different, but I think the commonality was, that the hard work that they that everybody put in uh what was the reason why you were sitting in the room
1: i think a lot of folks would have trouble spelling heisman it's normally i <laughs> before e except when Heis in heisman right uh so right, right, in, in right, your right. in your own home where is where do you keep the heisman trophy in correlation to the gold jacket are they in the same uh, room
3: yeah 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 well if you can see me it's right behind me you oh, know it's you uh go. got the heisman on one end and the and the hall of fame butts on the other end so uh yeah yeah i I like to come in this room and sit in this chair every once in a while it makes me feel makes me feel good right (laughs) come here refocus and then head back out to the real world
1: it looks like a rather majestic chair at that is it too much to ask for a a small gold jacket for your heisman trophy i i think that there you guys have carved (laughs) such a small niche someone should be able to manufacture that
3: right hey you know what that's actually a great great idea man you know we we just had a H to H jacket, a Heisman to the Hall jacket made, but now we need to work on a little mini jackets for the Heisman and for the Hall of Fame butts. That's there you a go. Good idea, man. Hey, your next project. I'm going
1: pro- to give you credit for that. Your next project. Yeah, let me be a part of that. So I got to ask you about this because the local connection here in Tampa, you know, when all the rumors of Tom Brady potentially going to the Raiders started whipping up, you were like, ah, not, not so fast. That's not really a, a good fit for the Raiders. Do you think Brady made the right decision?
3: yeah yeah and and, you know by by no means was i trying to take a swipe at Tom brady uh you know i i think at this stage of of nfl quarterbacks you know when you look at the guys who are getting it done you look at mahomes with a bum ankle and what he did at the end of that game Mm -hmm. to get them to the next level to the super bowl is really amazing that's just something you would have never seen tom brady do in, in his early days so Uh, Without a doubt, I think, you know, at at this particular stage of his life, with everything that he has going on, on and off the field, uh, off the field, I should say, uh, yeah, it it probably was time, you know, and uh, now you can move on and, and, you know, like like I've said, I've said for a couple years now that (laughs) it'll never happen, but they should at least think about it, and that is, if there's anybody who deserves to go right into the Hall of Fame, it's Tom Brady. You know what I mean? No doubt about that.
1: Yeah, why wait till 2028 exactly? Right, right, no, no, it's, right, yeah. right. uh So the Raiders are in a, kind of an interesting situation. Do you think they should keep Derek Carr, or is it time to move on in Vegas?
3: No, I, I think that ship has sailed, man. I, I don't think there's any way Derek is going to be back with the team next year, unfortunately. Um, uh, you know, after the, what happened at the end of the year, them, you know, benching him, I don't know if you can walk back in that locker room and and have the same you know control or or leadership uh that you had before so uh so i unfortunately i think that it's it's going to be time for derek to move on i think he realizes that and now it's just a matter of him trying to find that sweet spot that he wants to you know finish his career in and you know that may be Tampa. (laughs) it could very well be a place like tampa i think uh, he would fit in great there Uh, I think him and, you know, um, you know, the fact that he is a pocket quarterback for the most part himself, he can run and will run every once in a while. But for the most part, he wants to be in the pocket. And that's what that offense is used to down there. So it'd be very interesting to see if uh, if anything happens with Tampa.
1: Oh, if only they could afford him. (laughs) That may be the biggest. issue. All (laughs) right. So who do you like in the big game? Do you like the Chiefs? Do You like the Eagles?
3: You know, being a Raider man, I probably could never ever pick the Chiefs. <laughs> but but no, look, I, I've really tried to look at this thing from a pure football point of view. You know, I do a little Sirius XM radio show every Saturday morning, and we have been saying all year that it's really amazing how Philadelphia Philadelphia is winning these football games. Mm. They don't look like they're doing anything extra extraordinary, but you look up and they've won by 17 it points, and sense. they won by 21 points, and. You know, so I, I just believe, man, that, you know, Kansas City may play a great game and it may be a three or four point game, but I just think that uh, some kind of way Philadelphia is going to find a way to win it.
1: Well, he, it is the perfect 10. It's a Fox Sports film premieres Saturday, February 11th, 8 p.m. on Fox. I, I dare say just by the trailer alone. This is a must-watch. Getting all those legends in the room together and, uh, and and just diving into being a fly on the wall, really, for a great conversation. <laughs> no we appreciate your time, the Hall of Famer, the great Tim Brown. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, Chris. Not only like a good dude, but an easy to talk to. But that that little film there, yeah. that's that's interesting. I love it when you have like a you know an interesting topic. I mean, it seems. Heisman, you know, Hall of Famer, like very kind of broad big ideas, no, you know, nobody's surprised by any of these things, but the the small group of people that have made it into both of those.
2: The fact they're all still alive, all still with us and able to get in a room and yeah, it's going to be good. Barry Sanders. One of your faves, right? One of Maybe the. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All
1: right. So one thing that Barry was never able to get to because he sadly played for the Lions is the Super Bowl. (laughs) So this week, of course, uh, all talk is about uh, these two teams. And uh, a lot of people are excited because maybe a chance like you, you want to win some money.
2: Well, this is the year when we all become professional gamblers, right? Everyone, everyone at the party, everyone at the party knows something. Hey, I got a hot prop bet for you. So we need someone to guide us, you know, through this. It can be tricky.
1: Let's do that now. Well, she is the host of FanDuel TV's More Ways to Win. So she's constantly emerged, Chris, in the world of sports betting. We welcome to the Nod Pod, Lisa Kearney. Lisa, thank you for jumping in with us.
4: You guys are the best. Thank you so much for having me. Um, love talking to you and love talking about all things FanDuel and Super Bowl and my Chiefs, shout out.
1: Okay. Yes. So coming right out of the gates. well, You can't see this, but Chris is actually donning a, a Philadelphia Eagles
2: T-shirt. Yes, yeah, so no. we have equal representation here. We want to be fair to everyone, so yeah.
4: That's absolutely fair. I'm actually wearing the, I mean, love my FanDuel, of course, in my FanDuel blue. I should be wearing red every day, all day this week. Um, we, we shot our show earlier today, and gosh, there's a lot of Chiefs haters out there, just experts <laughs> and analysts that are coming on our show, and it's like I have to, like, hold my own, you know?
2: Well, the, um, the Eagles fans are uh, typically... Uh, not wallflowers, kind of a vocal bunch.
4: <laughs> but yeah, so
2: so let's get into Opposite. that then since you mentioned it. You obviously have the Kansas City connection, right? Uh, born and raised there in, in the area.
4: Yes, my whole family is still back there. Um, big, huge Chiefs fans. I'd say um, every Chiefs Sunday, it wasn't like a regular Sunday. It's always a Chiefs Sunday. Chief Sunday. You go to church, you come home, you do yard work. Everything stops when the Chiefs kicked off. So um, we always loved Chiefs Sundays because we didn't have to you know, still be out in the yard pulling weeds. We actually get to come in and cheer on our Chiefs. So, yes, my family grew up massive Kansas City Chiefs fans, and we still text each other, like, during before, during, and after games. And um, I come from a big family, so it gets a little nuts.
1: So growing up as a Chiefs fan, who was the first Chiefs quarterback that you remember rooting for?
4: Oh, that's a great question. Actually, like, not not a quarterback at all, but, like, one of my favorite players from back in the day. We were talking about him on the show today. Um, Jonathan Ogden was on our show, and he brought up Derek Thomas. Yes, and, yes. You know, rest in peace. Like, he was I, – I recognized right away as, like, a little kid, like, oh, that player's got something special. Like, that player, like, the precision that he works with and just – I mean, he was such an – unbelievable player um he's just my favorite player um, no one
2: could block uh, him unblockable of all time yeah yeah, yeah he was
4: unblockable and so that's what ogden was saying you know hall this hall of fame we're sitting there he's you know eight feet tall and he's like literally Derek thomas was was maybe the he and dwight freeney were like the two toughest uh guys he ever went against
1: so do you prefer the um the andy Reid bowl or the the kelsey bowl Wh- which one do you prefer
4: I think Kelsey Bull is way more relevant. Okay. I mean, you know, Andy's got all his connections and there, you know, it's storylines are going to be made of that. But I think that's an easy separation. He's been in Kansas City for so long and, you know, he did his thing with the Eagles and that's always great to have that history. But gosh, I mean, have you guys seen the um, stats that line up with the Eagles and the Chiefs and just how similar these two teams are, even statistically? They're both the one seeds, obviously from their conferences. Both finishing sixteen and three. Both of them scored exactly five hundred and forty-six points in the regular season. Like we're mind blowing.
1: Do, we're doomed for our first Super Bowl tie. No. <laughs> <laughs> right.
4: They both have a Kelsey brother. They both have six All Pros. Um, it's they, just like so. It's gonna be such a great game. The line sitting there at one and a half. And I mean that's I, I I love those tight lines it's any if it's any indication of just how close this game is going to be um it's gonna be a good one
2: yeah this is one of the tight maybe the tightest spread of any of our Super Bowl matchups I was looking earlier though yeah. though the previous ones with very tight lines haven't always ended up being close games so we we hope that this one lives up to that have to ask you about the point total here 50 and a half I believe is where it sets right now I know some of your guys there like it Chad Millman is a big fan of the under I can't it's hard, and Scott always tells me that life is too short to play the under. But I cannot, I cannot think of this game not being low scoring. Just the way that you 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 think the Eagles are going to try to play ball control and grind it out on the ground and keep Mahomes on the sideline. I, I really tell me why I should not lay a Starbucks on the under fifty and a half in this one.
4: Tony, make it a venti. You know, <laughs> add in two more shots. You know, that's another dollar twenty. Um, it's I I feel safe taking the under. I do. Um, I think 50 and a half is, is a a little bit of a tricky number, but, um, but one thing that people are talking enough about, I think, is Carl Sheffers is the lead ref, his, his crew. I mean, if you know anything about him, his crew leads the league in penalties, almost 16 penalties per game. That's almost one and a half times more than all the other crews throughout the season. Um, and he did the last Super Bowl that the Chiefs were in when we we got blown out there with Tampa Bay. But um, take that into consideration. All of those penalties are going to amount to um, a lot of a lot of great. I mean, hopefully not. But obviously, you know that stings the yardage and right. any forward progress. So a couple of yeah, Patty Carl Mahomes Sanders touchdowns is maybe the uh, X factor in this game. Well, we can yep. explore
1: this and, and much more. You could catch Lisa on more ways to win. That is Thursday, Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And then as well uh,
4: as Saturday and Sunday, 8 oh. a.m. Eastern time. I wanted to throw that in there because we're four days a week. Um, so not just during the week, we'll also lead you right up to kickoff on Sunday. So if you miss us earlier in the week, we're also on youtube we're streaming we're everywhere rise um, and grind she
2: doesn't sleep she's yeah. not, not going to use that bed behind her at <laughs> no. all no no it's no,
4: back to no, work no, that's just for that's just for looking <laughs> just you know just for, decoration, just for appearances man. here
1: absolutely the great lisa kearney thank you for being <laughs> on great. the Knot pod today thank you thanks, so much thanks lisa thanks for having Cashing me in. a fun couple chats right there chris uh let's bring in brian king and uh bk we didn't want to give too much away in terms of Super Bowl prop bets because you laid out a nice little tease at the beginning of the show that, that we get to dive into some of these
0: silly prop bets. They are kind of silly, but people put money, some serious money on these things. I or, think like some man. of these Mattress are beautiful. Joe or yeah. whatever his yeah. name uh, is in Houston. Guy. Yeah, Mattress Mac. Yeah, Mattress Mac. There you go. All right, you want some of these? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, let's jump with the first one. We'll start off the national anthem. You can bet the over-under on the length of the national anthem, okay. over two minutes five seconds, or under two minutes and wanna, five seconds. I want to
1: see how much BK's up on his like, you know, the Super Bowl. Who's singing it? Do you know?
0: I don't know. Okay, Luke it's... Combs. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> that
1: would be entertaining. Uh, yeah. I like Luke. Uh, it's Chris Stapleton, yeah. so oh, I was also close. country singer. Yeah, you in no, the, you're in the you're in the neighborhood. Um, I'm gonna say he it's nice and short, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under.
2: Yeah, well, which is apparently um, gonna got, make me a it's bit got more, right? more juice. Yeah. What do you say? I was gonna take the under, but since you said under, I'll say over. I say he really, he really leans. Uh, what's the song he has? Uh, what are you listening to? Where he kind of draws out some of the. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna go over.
0: Okay. All right. All yeah. right. We'll go from there. How about another national anthem one? Who will be seen first? Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts? This is during the national anthem. They're not the first player seen. Just between those two, which one will be seen first? You gotta let me pick first. Yeah,
2: of, I guess, so yeah. I, I got Mahomes. Who's gonna answer first? I got, Ma- I got Mahomes because he's the he's the reigning you know he's the poster child right now. So, yeah,
1: yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, I, I agree. agree. It's,
2: it's got to be Patrick Mahomes.
1: But I don't think he'll be the first person seen on on the broadcast. No, it
2: will be Tom Brady, as he says. <laughs> I lied <laughs> to you all. I'm starting my broadcasting <laughs> career now. Tom's
1: gonna be up in one of the suites in his underwear. Yeah. No boy. There you go. I mean, the best commercial
2: you could ever. Highest-rated
0: Super Bowl ever, <laughs> Brady Brand. Okay, we got another one here. This one, I like this one. Will any scoring drive take less time than the national anthem? Oh man. So, uh, yeah, that seems like almost like a no-brainer.
1: Well, that's what they want you to believe. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. I think defenses are gonna come to play in this game, and so I, I don't. Ex- and now, wait, hang on. Clarifying point is this two minutes of two minutes and five seconds of game time
0: or is this actual time it's oh, the actual question. time of this national anthem and yes. then it's the actual not i mean it's not actual clock time it's clock actual time. yeah clock time game okay. time yeah yeah, yeah i'm plays. still
1: gonna i'm gonna say no yeah.
0: i i don't think we have
2: any um, short drives like that agreed this is a defensive game
0: yeah okay also saying no all right. And do you have an opinion on it? Uh, I would say yes. You do? Okay. Yeah, it's like two and a half. I mean, it's two passes, yeah. That's two passes,
2: yes. But it, how, it about how about
0: this next one? Who will win the Super Who, Whoever wins a Super Bowl MVP, who will he mention first in his post-game interview? Teammates, God, Jesus, family, city, coach, owner, or none of the above?
1: Well, I know what he should say. Uh, he, he needs to be giving props to God and Jesus. Uh, but uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say um, teammates. Yeah, that's yeah. why that
2: has the lowest odds on the board. I'm going to say, just having heard Jalen Hurts and both, you, you, one of the MVPs is, one of the quarterbacks is going to be the MVP, you assume. So I've heard Patrick Mahomes at the end of the AFC Championship game thanked God for healing his body, he said, because he had the ankle. he And he, he was trying to thank God, and Travis Kelsey came up and interrupted him. Then he continued to thank God. And I've heard Jalen Hurts also uh, thank God first. So I'm going well, that's I'm God. going God, Jesus on this one. It's know? hard.
1: To, yeah. Why would you not want to pick against that? But then again, you're also gambling
2: on that. So I'm not sure that that's. I just, <laughs> I, hey, Jesus would want me to make <laughs> a little cash gamble on if we were promote. But look at this. I like the fact that uh, who would mention their owner first? Like, why is that e- even an option? <laughs> like the first thing, yeah. Jeff Laurie. Yeah, I just want to, yeah, to thank Jeff Laurie, yeah. the Hunt family or whoever, whoever it is. Like to- <laughs> uh, so, I mean, they deserve credit, but you're not thinking them first. Now, yeah. what All if right. it is none of the above? What if they just think their sponsor, like uh my Brady Brand underwear, brought me this victory? <laughs> That's a possibility.
0: How about this one? And this is the most important one here. How many times will Tom Brady's name be mentioned during mm-hmm. the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Plus or minus mm-hmm. one and a half.
2: I'll go. I'm going to go over because he's going to make a special appearance. Not, in, you know, he's not calling the game, but he's going to make an appearance, uh, so I'm going to go over one and a half. You're going
1: with the sweet
2: underwear? Sweet? No, no. sweet underwear. No, he's going to do something like be – he might do a Zoom interview with some some of the – you know, with the guys, um, uh, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. He'll be a part of the broadcast somehow.
1: I, yeah, I would think so, but um, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to say that this is um,
0: – well – so this is all Okay, so here's the thing. The last
1: again, like I mentioned, the last two Super Bowls in Glendale, Tom Brady was in both of them. Ooh, so what point. if they mention both of those Super Bowls? So, good point. Yeah. I'm going to You got to go yeah. over. Okay.
2: Or wow. they promote that silly uh what's the the 80 for Brady? Yeah, the, the ladies are looking for Brady. What if yeah. someone says something about that? The then you got to mention. The yeah. 80 yeah.
1: ladies are looking for Brady. Yeah. mean <laughs> <laughs> his yeah. chonies. Yeah, okay. Over. Yeah, we'll both go over. Yeah. That's all I got. Tom's getting into this year's Super Bowl.
2: I think that was the best one on the board, I that last so one. I think so, too. Yeah.
1: No, <laughs> oh, very good. BK <laughs> the bookie. Coming <laughs> thanks, through. Guys. All right. To watch full-length episodes of this year' podcast, head to fox13news.com slash nodpod or hit that QR code. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Get us every week in audio form. And, of course, you can find the show on the social pages as well. Big thanks to our guests. Wow. We had Tim Brown and Lisa Kearney. And, and you're doing the, the birdie flap.
2: Go birds. This is going to look silly if they lose. Oh, man. But
1: go birds. Big thanks to BK, our production crew here, and, uh, and you, too. And uh, we'll see. I'm yeah. going Chiefs. Right. He's going Eagles. We shall see one week from today. Until the next time we are on, there are no off days. Down to earth.